0: It's the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mike Tomlin made it clear, not only is Matt Canada not being fired, he's not being removed from his play-calling duties. So what the heck does, does changes mean for the Pittsburgh Steelers? We'll talk about that, Kenny Pickett's injury when he'll be back, as well as other injuries, and what's going on at the tight end position with Pat Friarming scheduled to be doubtful this week to play against the Ravens. All that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, your host here, joined by Brian Batko. It's going to be a fun one. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. As always, a reminder, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, as well as our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast all season long and also a reminder we are sponsored by mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh you got to get there right now they're on federal street in the north shore right across the street from pnc park they have over 20 televisions to catch all the different sporting events you could imagine over 500 different available beers try all the different beers you can imagine 300 of those beers being local beers and 80 of those local beers being available on tap for you to try out mix out and create all the different flight combinations you could dream of get to Mike's beer bar today more on them later but well, as I said we're joined by Brian Batgo Brian everyone in Pittsburgh was saying this was gonna be the press conference this was gonna be the one that changed everything everyone's ready for the biggest Ch- one Ch- and it was just
1: changes <laughs>
0: and it wasn't what they thought because I see no right? changes exactly I see no change exactly and that's wake well, this, up in the okay. morning and I ask myself <laughs> is it, okay was, stop is stop. that before Canada before you, you get, okay they just found his killer, so dude, you better chill about Tupac right now. But it's timely. anyway, it's timely and topical. It is, it is, it is t- timely and topical. I, I give you credits there. But let's let's get into this real quick. We have a clip of Mike Tom. We're going to play in a, in a couple in a minute here. But Brian, what's your reaction to the Steelers? to Mike Tom and, and, you know, not only, you know, saying, you know, not, not addressing any changes as far as coaching staff, hires and fires or anything like that, but also saying like, yeah, the play calling is not going to change at this, at this point of the season, just bringing reality to Steelers fans who might've been disillusioned that that was a possibility.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised by it. And I thought Tuesday's presser, I mean, could he have been a little bit more incisive, insightful and accountable in terms of, Hey, we didn't, uh, we didn't coach him well enough. The schematics weren't where they needed to be, maybe. But he did acknowledge a lot of that. He did take a lot of the blame uh, for coaching decisions. I guess th- that that 20 to 25 minutes up there behind the podium wouldn't have been satisfying to anybody unless he just got his pound of flesh from Matt Canada, right? But we know Tomlin's never going to do that. He's he's not going to be that type of coach. Very few NFL head coaches are going to call their offensive coordinator on the carpet and of the whole world. That's just not really how it works. So, you know, short of that, I'm not really sure what people thought he was going to say. He's, you know, people forget, you know, he's been through a lot of rough pressers. I mean, I saw people wondering on social media Tuesday, is this one of the more anticipated Mike Tomlin pressers? Like, probably not. We've got very short memories. What are you going to say, Chris?
0: I'm just I'm just agreeing with
1: you. I mean, they've been 0-4. They've been in yeah, much I mean, I, worse situation. I, 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 I didn't know if you had one I was going to say, I didn't know if you had, like, one in mind that you were like, no, hold on. But, yeah, I mean, they've gone through 0-4 starts. They've gone through embarrassing playoff losses. They've gone through uh, bizarre uh, off-the-field things with various players over the years. So, no, I mean, this is all – none of this is uncharted territory for him, I I would say. Um, You know, yeah, maybe it feels a little different now that you're getting further and further away from the Ben Roethlisberger era further and further away from playoff success and you're getting destroyed (laughs) by the texans but um no i mean the adversity and and stuff like that is is really nothing new to him so he's going to handle it a certain way his way um but yeah i mean the other thing too he at least gave some kind of tangible change here um yes it's Practice attire, which sounds kind of ridiculous when you uh, really go through everything that's ailing this team right now. But at least it wasn't a mystical word like getting their mojo back again. Um, And obviously, anything that is going to be a little bit more substantial in terms of personnel usage or X's and O's, you're not just going to divulge that in a press conference setting for you know your future opponents to hear and for anybody else to hear. So, uh, you know, I thought it could have been better. But let's let's wait and see, kind of where this week leads us to on Sunday.
0: Well, let's 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 get to the parts of my, that Mike Tomlin actually said in his press conference. I want to talk about that because I, I think we get more more insight into what he's talking about here. Cause a lot of people are saying, Oh, he's just so padded practices. That's all the Steelers are going to do. There's no coaching problems. Like you said, he's acknowledging that coaching is part of the issues right now. Here was Mike Tomlin when, when he was asked about those changes and a few other points that dr- that drive right at the, well, the the different talking points we're
2: talking about right now. After the game changes are coming, what are those changes? You know, I was talking about the physicality component or the lack thereof, and, and it didn't take long for me to realize um, practice attire early in the in the year but also um, you know some matchup related things man we're open to dividing the labor up more finely in an in, in effort to get better play um, to put people in circumstances that are advantageous to their skill set without being too specific and in getting into game plan related things. Um, we're open to doing whatever is required to to highlight the skill sets of people based on what we have seen. Uh, to this point, the journey. Mike, Mike. when you
1: evaluate the tape from the game and you look at the coaching job, just how do you especially evaluate the coaching job that was done on the offensive side of the
2: ball? Man, not good enough. Um, Not good enough. Uh, Whenever we don't play well, forget win or lose, whenever we don't play well, um, as a coach, man, you start there. Um, And so that's where we always start. Um, And particularly at the early portions of the season, forget whether or not you playing poorly or you're losing, um, there's there's a get better component to this process, particularly at the early stages of the year, and it has a lot to do with coach decision making, how you structure uh, preparation, um, how you allocate time and preparation in terms of the things that you highlight about what other people do and the amount of physical reps that you tee up for things that you prepare to do. All of that is coaching and elements of coaching decision making uh, and strategy, and so, um, I'm always looking at that, but obviously, based on, on on the result of that last game, certainly. When you talk about
0: it, when you talk about a division of labor, especially with players, does any of that extend to coaches? Whether that's changing who's calling the plays, anything like that on the offensive? Not side? at this
2: juncture, though Why? Why have slow starts? Been I mean, you guys have struggled to look, keep the ball early in the games. That would hint that the game plan is maybe not up to par. your level of confidence in that? Can, and and sometimes the game plan being up to par or not being up to par has nothing to do with with the schematics but um, our presentation of the schematics, the training, um, how we allocate physical reps in preparation, um, the amount of fluidity and understanding being displayed by the players early on in the game, all of that is coaching and coaching related decisions in terms of the things that the positions that we put them in during the course of the week and so um, yes you do look at the game plan but not just solely the concepts, uh, how many times we rep the concepts, what looks we provide, the realistic component of it, the division of labor within the concepts. And so um, there's a lot to that. But obviously, that's something that's being looked at and being looked at uh, very hard, given um, the trajectory of the starts, as you mentioned. So, so a lot
0: of different things are said there, Brian. But bottom line when i go through this and i and i'm listening to my talk he is taking a lot of a lot of accountability for what what's happening here and he's taking him and his coaching staff you know he's making it clear this is on preparation this is on how we how we get ready for different things and there are things that we have to change about how how we're getting ready right now and to me i think a lot of people they wanted their they wanted their their their, you know their flesh their their, you know they wanted their pound of flesh they wanted their opportunity to, to to see someone get roasted and it's just that's not what Mike Tomlin is going to give you on a Tuesday press conference. Uh, you know, unless he wants to motivate somebody, you know, if, like like how he called out kind of Presley Harvin the the, the other day. Uh, but you know, a, a lot of people, you know, want to see that that pound of flesh. They wanted it to be Matt Canada being fired. I think it's also important to remember Mike Tomlin didn't hire Matt Canada. That was a that was a Rooney decision. Art Jerry Dulac reported that years ago. Uh, you know, when when it happened, that was an Art Rooney call, not a Mike Tomlin call. So it's not going to be a Mike Tomlin call to fire him per se. Mike Tomlin may have may, may be able to have conversations with Art about it, but. Ultimately, that's got to come from the owner, Brian. When, when you hear the Steelers talking about the adjustments that they have to make, are these even t- real, tangible adjustments, or things that, that you think actually can play out in Game C, actually play out in, in in some of their future games?
1: Well, at some point, Matt Canada's offense and his playbook is what it is. You know, you're yeah. you're sort of pot committed on that at this point. Obviously, you can get to different plays and and choose when you uh, when you call them. Uh, but there's also something to be said for having an innate feel for the game, staying one step ahead of the opposing defensive play caller. And it doesn't seem like that's been the case for him uh, over these last few years. So um, it's – look, I, I know a lot of people probably wanted him to get up there and say Matt's not doing a good enough job. I think he said that in so many words, and I think he even said that kind of about uh, defensive coordinator Terrell Austin and himself too and, and really all the position coaches. So, um, you know, he said it in in the sort of Tomlin – Gobbledygook kind of kind of way with with big words and vague uh, notions, but I do think that he was pointing the finger within to an extent, while at the same time also kind of you know maybe trying to motivate the players a little by saying they didn't play hard enough, uh, and, and the Texans played harder than them in that game. And, and again, he kind of uh, you know took responsibility for why that was, but to a certain degree, you know, you're a grown man getting paid to play this game. There can't ever really be any excuses for why you might be loafing, trying to run down a ball carrier or uh, not carrying out your assignment well enough on the offensive side of the ball. It's just uh, its not really acceptable, even if it's the fourth quarter and you're losing big.
0: I'm right with you on on that. It's things that they have to address and and get straight before they play the Ravens, a huge divisional game. And that's weighty stuff
1: for any coach to address, because when you start getting into that territory of the effort wasn't 100%, that's that's a major indictment on you and, and your ability to motivate your team. So obviously, Tomlin feels pretty secure in that at this point in his career. But uh, it's it's probably worth noting nonetheless.
0: I, I agree. And they got They have to get a response from it. And the thing is, is that when you call it out, if you don't see a response from it, then it's a it's an even further indictment on, it on, com- on it right compounds here. for sure. Exactly. I want to get into the questions about Kenny Pickett and some of the injury questions that have come up here with the Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter here with Brian Backup. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Again, go to Mike's Beer Bar on the North Shore. You can reserve a table ahead of time. And when you reserve a table, you can reserve it for you and all your friends. If you have a, a specific game you want to watch with the Penguins being back, that can be the Penguins or any other NHL team that you want to check out. Any NFL game, college football game, college basketballs around the corner, NBA, Pirates. If you want to watch while well, the pirates are out, but the playoffs from MLB is on. All those different things, even Premier League action. You can you can reserve a table with a TV to your specification to, to see which game that you want to have with all your friends right there at the place that's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh with over five hundred different available beers at all times. Three hundred of those beers being local, 80 of those local beers being untapped, so you can try out all the different options they have from stouts to sours to IPAs to to hefeweizens, whatever you like. Mike's is going to have you can also try their amazing food like the steak on a stone which is an awesome meal you bring it to your your choice cut of steak you put it's on a heated stone you prep you, you each piece that you cut off you press right into the stone and it heats up to whatever whatever level of doneness you want your steak and that's how you eat your steak and it's an amazing experience go to Mike Beer Bar today check out to get your sports fix and check out the best bar experience in all of Pittsburgh and when you get there tell them Chris sent you Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, it's Chris Carter and Brian Batko. Brian, let's talk about Kenny Pickett's situation right now. Mike Tomlin addressed him, his injury before all others. We know Dan Moore Jr. is out for the game. We know Pat Framing is doubtful. But the key thing with Kenny Pickett is, and Jared Dulek reported this you know, on Monday, but It appears it is a bone bruise. It is not an MCL. It's not a major injury the Steelers have to worry about. In fact, we saw uh, Kenny Pickett walking through the locker room without a knee brace on. So there's a chance that he's going to play this week. And Mike Tomlin said he's going to practice on Wednesday and however capacity he can practice. And that's going to guide how that they operate throughout the week. So what looked like maybe Kenny Pickett not even getting a chance to play this week, there is an opportunity. But I have this question for you, Brian. Is this a week that you maybe give Kenny, Kenny Pickett a breather because he didn't play well in his last outing. He took an injury that was kind of scary, even though he looks like he's, he's back. This is the Baltimore Ravens we're talking about. And if you take the chance, you go into Wednesday, fully padded practice, it's supposed to be physical. I want to do all these things. And he ends up not being able to go. And then it has to be Mitch Trubisky. You've then taken away a day away from Mitch Trubisky to prepare to be QB one for this game and to be the starter, which is a huge factor in preparing in your game planning and working on things to make sure he's good to go. If you if you had the call here, Brian, would you be giving would you be still looking to Kenny Pickett to have this? Or would you just say, hey, young guy, rest. We're going to put in the
1: vet this week. You, you come back after the bye and be healthy. That was my initial thought, but. I've kind of come around on this a little bit to the point where if the medical staff says he's cleared and good to go and if Kenny is able to you know practice uh to to an extent that you feel comfortable with then I I kind of think there's no breathers at this point in your career man you know what I mean like you are the guy you're you're the number one quarterback you're the first round pick you're the uh, the franchise potential QB who got inserted at halftime of week 4 last year when their o- offense wasn't moving the ball like I just don't know where you go from there if Pickett doesn't play this week, and then you're kind of set up in a situation where you're almost hoping Mitch Trubisky plays poorly. And if he does, then you know obviously you get right back to it with Pickett coming out of the bye. But if Trubisky plays well, then all of a sudden you've you've got a like a legitimate quarterback controversy on your hand. So I think if Kenny's the competitor, you always believed that he is, and I you know I have no reason to, to doubt that. He's gonna want the ball if he's healthy enough to play, and at that point, you know maybe you just you monitor him a little bit more and you have him on a shorter leash if it looks like he's not moving around as well as he usually does. But um, I don't know; it's it's a tough situation. I think with Trubisky, you know, you know who he is at this point. Um, It's not like you've got a young guy waiting in the wings who maybe you get a chance to showcase him or, or give him some good team development reps for his career. Um, you're also trying to win a ball game. You're, you're trying to stay in the hunt here. I still tend to think Kenny gives you the best chance to do that, although that window, in my mind, is closing. That gap is is closing a little bit, and I don't know if that makes you more or less likely to, to want to roll him out there.
0: And that, that is part of this, is that, you know, some people have, have put up the thought, well, Mitch Trubisky wouldn't exactly be a drop-off from Kenny I, Pickett, yeah, and that's not really a good thing. Be. Yeah, exactly. Really that's, really like, that point. That, that, that's the thing here, is that, I, You know, with the way Kenny Pickett has played, I think Kenny Pickett still has a higher potential, but it's like he's got to he's got to actualize it at some point. And and again, it's very early in his career as far as when, you know, he just played his had his 16th start in the NFL. So technically not even a full NFL season by today's standards, but he
1: did come in as a fifth year senior. So that's that's worth noting.
0: Right. Age age plays a factor there, um, but again, NFL speed is a whole different speed from college. Regardless, how about how how old you are? But again, I I get to the point of you you it's what you brought up with Kenny Pickett. You're expecting this guy to be the guy. Kenny Pickett was brought in because you know he had a swagger about him. He had a moxie. He was a, he was a leader. He was a fighter. You wanted that fighter in there. I can't tell you how many times I covered him when he was at Pitt and he was. Definitely dealing with some sort of injury, but he was battling through it. And that made the Panthers that, that made the Panthers better. That was what Ben Roethlisberger did for, for a lot of, for a lot of his career. You got to see if this guy can come through in the tough, in the tough moments. If he says he's ready to go, if he's not, then if he doesn't, then, well, then you've, you're, you're learning more about him every step of the way. Again, it comes down to trusting your doctors, trusting, trusting him say, Hey, can you go right now? Can he go right now? If he can, let's see what he got. And if he delivers awesome, you find out if he doesn't, then you go forward from there and you say because here's the thing you don't have to be married to Kenny Pickett you're not like the Giants who signed Daniel Jones to 40 million dollars a year for however many years they signed him for you can decide after some and it was it's going to sting it's going to hurt the Steelers if they have to give up on Kenny Pickett at some point but it's better to actually find that out than to be scared of finding it and I think it's kind of good that they're at least being open to saying hey we're not going to baby him if he wants to play he's going to play because he's the
1: starter yeah I mean that's that's kind of what I've thought for a while now, if he, uh, if he succeeds, that's, that's obviously the ideal scenario. If he bottoms out, you know, that's, that's tough. That's not going to be fun for anybody, but at least you'll know, and you won't be stuck in quarterback purgatory like a lot of teams where you're not really sure if you're in or you're out. So um, that, that's almost the, to me, the worst case scenario Uh, best is obviously he turns this thing around and balls out. Second best is it's just plain to see uh, he's not, not the player that you thought he was, um, you know, still the jury's out. i I know a lot of people are writing him off after that Houston game, which I do happen to think was probably the worst I've seen him look, uh, in the NFL to this point, which is discouraging, but you know, I, there were a lot of times at Pitt that, that I saw performances like that. And I doubted Kenny Pickett. So uh, I've been proven wrong by the guy before. Maybe that will happen again. And, uh, you know, yeah, if he's not a hundred percent, uh, sure, send Mitch Trubisky out there against the Ravens, good or bad, how he plays. Regroup after the bye with your quarterback spot, but I think if Kenny Pickett is is good to go, you know, you just can't go into this game and frame it as Kenny needs a break and and we're going to ride with Mitch. That that to me would be uh, you know just not really sending sending the right vibes to anybody at at this point in his career. But I guess we'll see what Tomlin decides to do.
0: You gotta believe in your guys, especially your quarterback. Gotta and stay the course. So stay, stay the course. I'm absolutely. surprised we didn't get to
1: stay the course today from Tomlin, did we? You're right. We did not. We did not get a stay stay the course. Guess, guess it. goes without saying, but
0: yes, <laughs> obviously not blowing um, in the wind. Exactly. Or painting the barn red this week. But I, I want to talk to Brian about the another injury situation that's going to impact impact the Steelers offense, and that's the tight end room. What's going to happen there? We'll do that in a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. But first, before we do anything else, I want to remind you guys the show is also sponsored by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci, their Mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by Game Time, the number one app that allows you to buy tickets. In advance with great deals and get you amazing chances to get tickets for your favorite events. And those are concerts, comedy events, sporting events, anything near you. Game time is going to help you find wherever you're at. And again, GameTime.co is the website. GameTime is the app you download to your phone. If you're even buying tickets, even for an event that's up to an hour after it started, if you're by, if you're running late and you're thinking, oh, man, there's this is great event. I want to get to it. GameTime can help you find it with their best price guarantee that can't be beat. And when you, if you're looking on the GameTime app and you want to figure out, oh, man, I, I don't know if these the if these tickets are the right kind of seats that I want that I want to get game time. The game time app allows you to see the view from those seats so that you can know that you're selecting the right one. And they eliminate all the hidden fees. All things are up front when you're on the game time app. So you're not surprised when you click on tickets that are one price and then see, oh, my gosh, they're so much more expensive. That doesn't happen to you on the game time app. Just two cl- taps of a button and those tickets are yours. If you're running behind an event, get those tickets, get those tickets on the game time app. They'll help you get there. And that's for even Steelers games, Penguins games, Pit games. Comedy events, concerts in Pittsburgh, all those different things are available to you. The Game Time the Best Price Guarantee can't be beat because if you find tickets in the same section or a row for less somewhere else on that same event, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference in those prices. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website GameTime.co. Terms you can apply, create an account, redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed back here on the north shore drive podcast chris carter brian batko coming at you on the steelers let's talk about the tight end room right brian because pat frymouth is doubtful for this game i don't want you brian Whereas Pat Frymuth needed to be throwing the ball more. I say that a lot in just covering Pittsburgh football lately because Gavin Martholome, you should be throwing the football a lot more. And Gavin, but
1: Gavin and Pat need to like go go get a beer together or something. Just be like, just, is, just, yeah. is your guy giving me problems? <laughs> Mine is. Uh, but bottom line. I feel line, pretty good when they throw to me. Like, yeah, me too. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Now, I will say this. Pat Frymuth, when he's throwing the ball, he, he, give, he gives you a good chance. But he has not looked good blocking this year. In fact, there's no. quite a few plays where you can see him getting blown up right at the point of the attack and costing the Steelers at times. And that could be a component that might be de- going back to his chest injury that he had earlier, and uh, if, if he's fu- not fully heal- healed, there. But that's also not been his strength for some time.
1: Yeah, and that, that week, we knew that about him coming out of college, right? That that was, that was one of the knocks on prior Muth.
0: And that might mean Darnell Washington is going to start this week and get and get a lot more reps. I personally have thought Darnell Washington when blocking has looked good and he just hasn't been throwing the ball, but he's been getting open in some reasonable positions. I think that Darnell Washington could be another one of those rookies that people might be surprised to see how well he could fit what the Steelers want to do. What's your opinion on him getting the start this week if he has to and what he'll be able to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, so far playing about half the snaps, I believe, but obviously to your point, Chris, the the usage in the passing game, certainly not reflective of that. Um, you know, we did see in the spring and certainly in, in training camp, he's a uh, he's a big target, uh, probably a more reliable set of hands than than some people thought coming out of Georgia, because, again, his his route running usage wasn't much to write home about there either. So there is a little bit of like, hey, this this is now two consecutive uh, coaching staffs that, you know, they're seeing the same thing, really. They're, they're not super eager uh, to get him out into space and, and throw him a ton of passes. To me, I think the biggest concern I have with him is the health and you know he's been on the injury report a couple weeks in a row now missing some practice time with that knee that also was part of the reason he dropped uh, into the third round despite all the athletic testing at the combine obviously every prototypical size measurement you could ever want in a tight end but you know he he looks like he's hobbling around sometimes out there maybe adrenaline gets you going on game day and, and you can still get open and you can still run the patterns that you need to run. But that, to me, is, is what caps a little bit of the potential for me to see him sliding in seamlessly to the Pat Fryermuth role. I mean, the more I think about it, you know, Jerry Dulac reported is probably going to miss two to three games. He's one of the more irreplaceable players on this offense, I think, Chris. I mean, with his skill set and, and what he can do, and yes, again, the blocking has been atrocious at times but you also kind of know with him as your number one tight end he's there to stretch the field make tough catches down the seam and be a quarterback's best friend more than he is the second coming of Rob Gronkowski as an inline guy they don't really have another player like that um you know Darnell Washington is the sixth lineman Connor Hayward is more of a fullback especially in body type and you know they've got Rodney Williams on the practice squad in a weird way as a converted college receiver, uh, he's actually uh, the closest thing that they have to to Pat Fryermuth, but clearly not at that same caliber. So I put him right up there with George Pickens and and probably Deontay Johnson with skill sets that are are tough to replicate with the depth that you have. So it's it's not going to be easy for Matt Canada and company to formulate this game plan without their their top tight end in there.
0: I think it's going to it's going to present some serious challenges. And you got to at
1: least try Washington, right? I mean, you got to see if give
0: if him he a can, shot. Yeah, I mean,
1: the one play they
0: hit him in this game, it was like it was a it was a play action, a bootleg, and Kenny Pickett didn't like what he went down. And it
1: looked like he was kind of reluctant to even give it to him. But when he did, he got 11 yards. He the trucked pile the pile forward. The pile fell forward as Mike Tomlin was kept talking about the Texans doing. So it's, it's like, hey, sometimes some of your own players might be able to make their piles fall forward. I
0: felt for a while that Darnell Washington, I'm not saying that he's some elite player, but you can get him three, four targets a game in some in some interesting situations, because if he's on the field, everyone's looking at George Pickens. They Look at Najee Harris. They might even be looking at Calvin Austin at this point. But when he's on the field, people aren't putting their best coverage men. On, on Darnell Washington, nor do I think that people have the kind of size to stick with Darnell Washington, especially with his athleticism. Like, he can be a different kind of playmaker for you, and this comes down to, you know, one, one scheming, but also, two Kenny Pickett taking the opportunity. There was a play where uh, Kenny Pickett threw, ended up throwing it away. It was a late release, and Darnell Washington was like five yards in front yeah. of him with nobody. Yeah, I saw
1: that. I saw that too, Chris. I know it was a little bit late developing, but I was like, hmm, you got to at least take take that chance there at least
0: just dump it to him and then yeah. he more yards from it. I, I think that that can be something that was something that, that Ben Roethlisberger did with, with Le'Veon Bell uh, in 2014, that it became a, such a big part of that offense. Everyone would run to cover uh, Antonio Brown, run to cover Martavius.
1: Uh, Mar- sure, sure. And you take those free yards underneath. In. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then he would dump it to bell. Bell would get eight, 10 yards and it was a huge part of the offense. That could be something that, that, that Darnell Washington gives you doesn't require any elite route running. Doesn't require any expansive, crazy stuff. Get him the ball in those in those situations, and it works. And let him block for you because you want to be more physical against the Ravens. That guy can help you.
1: Yeah, they are going to be kind of limited now because even if you want to go to twelve personnel, I mean, who's your other tight end? Is it Connor Hayward? Is it Connor Hayward? Is it uh, maybe Rodney Williams coming up from the the practice squad and uh, throwing him into the deep end? Uh, I'm not sure for for this short short stretcher without Friar Muth, but the, I do think Hayward, you know, could could probably see some more snaps as well. Obviously, used in more of the Traditional Friar Muth role splitting out into the slot and whatnot. I thought there were a couple times Hayward was open and Pickett, uh, you know, wasn't able to get to him. We keep saying that's been a little bit of a theme, and it highlights uh, how poorly Kenny Pickett played in that game before he went down. I would also say Darnell Washington can can really be a red zone threat and help you out in the end zone, but the Steelers don't necessarily get that close very often. So that's that's kind of a bridge we can cross if we ever get there. Absolutely. Not not to well, not to end this podcast on a very depressing note, but uh, you know. It is it is what it is.
0: It, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> You know, they, they have a lot of things, a lot of a lot of questions. How many answers will they actually come up with? We'll see as we continue. Brian will be back with us on the Friday episode of the North Shore Drive Podcast when we answer some of your burning questions with the Accuracy Fan Advantage. Be sure Woo! to tune in for that day. It's gonna be a fun, a fun episode. Thanks again, Brian, and thanks again, you all, for tuning into the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel for all of our daily content that comes out covering all things Pittsburgh sports here from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, as well as the north shore drive podcast every monday wednesday friday and sometimes saturday with our experts that we talk to from opponents the steelers are facing we'll see you then right here on the north shore drive podcast thank you for tuning in to another episode of the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post gazette if you watch this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our channel for three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents click the link below in the description